guys and girls and everybody. This is Lissa Mandel from the Bitch Seat Podcast. As some of you may know, we are a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is a network that puts out all kinds of great podcasts. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same great Amazon stuff at the same great price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. So if you want to keep shows like The Bitch Seat going, keep us happy, then, uh, you know, throw in your pennies. You don't even have to pay anything extra. Ladies and gentlemen, at QED in the frozen tundra known as Astoria, please give a warm welcome to your host, Miss Lissa Mandel. Hi, guys. Um, thank you for coming out, even though it's horrific outside. And, um, you know, I think people will be trickling in as we go. But um, I'll explain the bathrobe in a bit. Uh, first of all, um, this is the bitch seat. It's our last live show in New York before my co-host Phil and I head to Los Angeles for a little while. But we'll be back. We'll be back for occasional shows. But um, so the bitch seat is uh, a show about grownups doing a show and tell of stories and artifacts from their youth that they never thought would see the light of day. And uh, every um, show we have a theme. And I thought it would be kind of the easy way out to make the theme, you know, leaving or endings or travel or whatever. And I didn't want to do that because I want to keep it light and I don't want to be too sad. So instead, this is a show about uh, dark delicacies or forbidden fruit. So I'm going to be asking my guests things about from their adolescence or youth that maybe they were embarrassed about but derived pleasure from regardless um, because we all had some of those. And uh, to begin with my own, I mean, for those of you who know me, I was a pretty a pretty boring child in terms of like I didn't really step out and do crazy things but um I did stalk a lot of boys um and so uh can can you throw the first picture up there please so I I just took pictures of boys uh that I had crushes on they might not have known at the time um this was at camp one year the guy in the middle is Jeff and um I had a crush on him and he ended up dating my best camp friend um and I pretended to be really happy for them although the guy on the right was really into me and I was um not (laughs) I'm sure he would love to hear that um can I see the next one please Um, so yeah, here's another, the guy who's the second from the right was my first kiss. It was a terrible kiss. Uh, his name is David. He's not even looking at me here. None of these guys probably knew that I was taking a picture. It's fine. Next, please. Um, so this guy on the left, I think his name was also Jeff. Uh, that's his, that's his girlfriend. Um, but I like to pretend it wasn't. And I took even another photo of Jeff at another time when he wasn't prepared for it. Next photo, please. Kent. Um... You know, so, like, I didn't talk to them, but this was my way of communicating with them, kind of, I guess. Um, and in a, uh, I think that's the last one of those. M- one of my other um, dark delicacies, of course, and things that, that I loved um, with more passion than I should have, musical theater. Um, clap or scream if you were also on that bandwagon. Yeah. That's my audience here. Um, so if we can see the next one here. Oh, wait, no, sorry. There's one more of boys. The one on the right is uh, Cashin, who I was in love with for three solid years. Uh, and this was on the cruise uh, in Washington, D.C. Okay, so here we have the green room, which was also the choir room. This was Anything Goes, freshman year. I'm on the right there. I can never keep my eyes open for a photo. 
Uh, for those of you who don't know about the show, the four angels are kind of uh, inappropriately sexual ladies who tap dance a lot. And I, w- I was 15 and uh, I was virtue, the easy kind. That's in the script. Um, <laughs> next, please, Kent. Uh, so here I'm right in the middle there. Um, th- Thankfully for me, my mom was taking pictures from the audience and I probably asked her to take pictures of my crushes who were in the show on my behalf. So the guy behind me right there is Jim Rooney. I've talked about him on this show before. Um, He went on to be, um, I think, a Christian youth pastor. So sorry. Uh, And then, uh, okay, here's me just not having it. It started a long time ago. This is on on the the most insane... Okay. Sorry, that's Matt Barsowitz. Um, my mom took a, pic- a close-up for him of him for me. Thank you. Great. And then fi- uh, of one final... Hey, 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 slow it down. <laughs> He's really cute. He went to Muhlenberg. Okay, now you can... Uh, next. Kent. Oh, did you go to Muhlenberg, Chelsea? Yeah, who else went to Muhlenberg? No, th- this guy. He's older than you. So, acapella... I'm sorry, but I was really into it, and uh, uh, it was great. So, yeah, so my dark delicacies weren't that dark, um, I guess, but, you know, I masturbated just like everybody else, and uh, you might hear about more of that a little bit later in the show. Um, But on behalf of the uh, leaving thing, I'm going to read an entry from Harmony. This is Harmony, seventh grade uh, diary. Seventh grade? Sixth grade? This is from 1996. And um, I always thought that I was going to live in New York. Uh, Most of you know me and know that I was obsessed with living here. This was the end-all, be-all. I was never going to live anywhere else in my life. Uh, People living anywhere else had to be in some sense kidding, according to John Updike. (laughs) And I believe that. So back when I was struggling in uh, seventh and eighth grade, as most of us do, this was what kept me going. All right, this is from February 9th, 1996. Harmony. I have just come to a spectacular realization. I need not put up with my silly, troubling qualms any longer. All I need in this life to survive until I reach NYC is my music, my artistry, and uniqueness. Perhaps eccentricity, if you will. (laughs) My writing and my idealistic fantasies of a perfect life in Manhattan. So what if this little town does not live up to, to my standards? So what if Matt or Cashin does not like me? Or popularity is not exactly my dish. Or Guilford is so full of snooty, homely Greenwich wannabes. I know, sick burn, Greenwich. (laughs) I finally know who I am and who I want to be. And the NYC is just waiting for me in just a few short years after high school and college. I now know what Mr. Papa was saying when he spoke of the big picture. I have found my place of places and it is right here in my very own quirky mind at least until I reach NYC, at which point it would be not in my own quirky mind. I don't know. I understand, I understand my dissatisfaction and know now that I can deal with it. All I need to do is find the core of my harmony in my mind and I will be able to heal all mental wounds. School, school and all now just seem silly, trite little obstacles to me. Now that I realize there is, there is more and I simply have to be patient. In a way, I'm above all the others in spirit. They, they see small pictures and take life one hour at a time. Being spontaneous is not my dish. <laughs> Thinking ahead is the plan that works with me. 
As in, let's escape the present moment. It's way too painful. Let's run away from it. And ahead, in my future, there is NYC and a cozy modern apartment waiting there for me and a job as editor for The New Yorker (laughs) and a colorful city filled with bookstores and cafes and theaters and fancy upper-class nightclubs and dance clubs and maybe, just maybe, an ideal man to share my life. But I'm not sure. Maybe I won't ever get married. Just travel everywhere, dating, dancing, and being wined and dined. That sounds like my life to a T. Love LMM. And then, of course, at the bottom, we have some lyrics. We're running with the shadows of the night. So, baby, take my hand. It'll be all right. Surrender all your dreams to me tonight. They'll come true in the end. Pat Benatar, everybody. Um, so, um, when I was, uh, I guess, around this age, like 13, um, I was subscribing to The New Yorker, even though I didn't really ever read any of the articles, uh, just, just the comics, which I didn't understand. Uh, but I still knew that it was like my thing. So, uh, and I was a poet. So I sent some poetry to The New Yorker. Um, I did get a nice uh, semi-form letter response from them. Um, but they were poems basically about New York. So I'm going to read a couple of them right now. We walk together. I'm sorry, this is called gray. (laughs) We walk together. Rain will fall in Central Park. He tells me, cry not. But in a city so black and white, I could not let love go. (laughs) That's it. Here's one called A Love Affair. Rusty blood on the parched hot crumble of street. But down the cool diamond avenue, night gently urges day's departure. Beneath the sultry iron skyline, I make love to my city. (laughs) The end. Uh, And now now that I'm remembering, actually, it was fifth grade that I wrote these, and I gave them to my English teacher, and I don't remember what her response was. (laughs) It's a little little, uh, spicy. And here's one more, which I really was like, if the New Yorker doesn't take this, they don't know what good writing is, so please. It's called City Moment. Hi, Kayla. (laughs) Good night, Manhattan, but never to sleep. I hear you laughing, Phil. (laughs) The curled razor moon lulling insanity as mortal minds slink into their weave of beautiful nightmares. (laughs) So frigid a darkness, flat neon day heat dies into the pavement. Battered and spoiled, forgotten whims lap at the curb. The purring urban traffic, exhausted. The skyline shuts its glassy eyes one by one, etched in a dim purple. Drowsy silhouettes intertwine, melt, fade to nothing. The city inhales, the city exhales. Good night, Manhattan. The New Yorker didn't want that one either, guys. I think, it's, I think it's a little too on the nose, but I do have to show you how it's laid out because it's very poetic and artistic. <laughs> Only like three words per line. Um, so yeah, so the reason I'm wearing this robe, this was not my idea, but um, my very good friend Lenore Koppelman, who is right here in the front row, uh, is a very big supporter and fan of this show. And just, I love her so much. And she's an extremely talented uh, face and body painting, painting artist. So um, she, I'm not sure how this is going to work, but she had the idea to um, paint 
me during this show uh, and cover me with all kinds of ephemera of nostalgia from the 80s and 90s. Uh, And so um, in the interest of really letting it all hang out, um, I'm going to take this off. Uh, And I am uh, sorry, the listeners of this podcast won't be seeing it but um i am wearing i'm wearing pasties so my nipples are going to look a little like aliens um and uh i think that over the course of the show you'll you'll forget that i'm naked because i'll be covered in paint right jesus fucking christ So, without further ado, Lenore and her lovely assistant, Jessica Mello, would you please come up on here and cover this up? Uh, yeah. Hi. So, yeah, you, and and they might be interjecting and telling me when to move or not move, and, um, if you can't see around them, move. Um, and these are Monster Pasties. Thank you to the Monster Pasties company for providing these tonight. Monster pasties. Also, uh, during the show, please feel free to get up and grab drinks and snacks and support this amazing, amazing venue, which is a dream place for this show. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I think now that we're all ready to go here with this insanity, I'm going to invite on my co-host and boyfriend, Phil. Hey, guys. You look great. Um, Monsterpasties.com. Yeah. Can you uh can you uh get this off stage for me? Please? Yeah, yeah, sure. Thanks. Oh my god, this is fucking weird. So Phil. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> this is really weird. Uh why don't you talk to me about <laughs> It's a little ticklish, what? it's fine. I'm gonna have to be really still somehow. I don't know how. Breathe, just keep breathing. Um so Phil, talk to me about some forbidden fruits that you pursued when you were uh coming of age. I feel like we've we've Covered it a lot. Open, but uh, I mean to recap, uh, the Spice Channel uh, on Squid <laughs> on Channel ninety six um, because that was it was squiggly because it was it, it, it was analog TV. So instead of a blue screen, you were just getting like flashes of stuff. So I just you know, in retrospect, it was better than porn because I had to cr- generate a lot of the imagery myself. Um, so I only had sound and, you know, the occasional breast or... Yeah, but isn't generating the imagery yourself actually more of a turn-on? I feel like than seeing the full thing. It is. And I I kind of, I've actually tried to seek that out online. Is it? Just to see if I could do that. Wait, you were seeking out fuzzy porn online? Yeah, why not? I mean, you know, The internet has everything, but it doesn't have uh, shitty reception. No. No, but if it did, it would be a lot more like Blade Runner, I imagine. Did... Let's hope. I mean, I feel like the world is going to become Blade Runner any yeah. second, so let's not think about that. Um, um, did you ever get caught? What jerking, jerking off? off? No, I mean, I would. I had a pretty fast uh, finger on the remote, so I could go right into it in living color. Finger on the remote, into, eh? Yeah, because always I would always. I, I feel like my my masturbation time zone would always be. It would always be like ten to eleven o'clock, so I could flip between a.m. or p.m. p.m. Uh, <laughs> and a.m. No, no, that's during school. I couldn't do that. It was hard. To do, uh, wait, no did cell you, phones. Wait, but did you ever in school? Did you ever do it in school? No, I never really. No, because did anybody here ever oh, get off in their school's bathroom? No, no, because okay. it's a disgusting fucking place. Yes, right? you're right. You're it's right. Like, you're right. It's a dangerous place. Like, what are the janitors doing aside from like stalking children? But like, 
don't know. Some schools. I had nice janitors. Well, you know, Freddy Krueger was a janitor. Um, so, no, it was usually t 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock uh, during the In Living Color hour on FX. So I would, I would flip between that and porn. So I would, you know, be inspired by Jim Carrey and then jerk off to porn at the same time. Uh, thanks. But you didn't jerk off to Jim Carrey. No. No, because, uh, no. So, and also the <laughs> He's other... He's a sexy man. He is a little bit. The other uh, dark delicacy was, uh, I just liked the idea of not getting caught or like, be. I liked the risk. And my the main computer was in the dining room or main room area. Uh, yes, that's very So risky. I would always have to like wait for everybody to be watching a movie in the other room because then I would not be bothered. And then I could just pull up like the door. So I'm you like, did it while people were in the house in the next room? I mean, this is going to air, isn't it? Yeah, my father just started. My father just started You're listening to us. Oh, he uh, did? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be very uncomfortable. Well, uh, we'll be far away when this airs, so. <laughs> um, yeah, it, the other thing, uh, you know, cyber sex probably around high school, that was a that was a big thing. That was I did that a lot more than before I had sex. What about things other than sex? Like did you ever did you ever clandestine uh drink your your parents' alcohol or No, I didn't. My brother does that. I I don't do He's that. He's not clandestine about it at all. No, not anymore. He's 21. But <laughs> I mean, he got he got diverticulitis because he he joked about drinking uh Hurricane Sandy infested uh bottle of You have to explain that Zambuca. to them. We had a house that got destroyed by Sandy and as we were looking through the wreckage he was like, oh, let me joke about this and takes a sip and like some of it gets in his mouth and And he was extremely sick. Yeah, it's very Prometheus how that happens if you if you've seen that movie. Um the, the black goo in the bottle. Um yeah, he got sick. But uh no, he's fine now. He's drinking. He's fine. Uh, but I used to like I think I never really did that. I uh, and if I ever did, it was Christmas when it was like loud. Yeah, it was pretty boring. I was I, I was I was very strictly like dare and peer leadership, right up until the last like week before graduation, and I was like, "Fuck, we're drinking." And I just got I had some. I had a cluster of friends my senior year of high school who um, <laughs> uh, I had them for like two weeks. You know what? I, I, I can't it. tell I you anything. It. I know everybody is just going to stare at my chest the entire time, and that's fine. I invited this. I invited this. It's fine. But um, I had these fr I had these friends for like two weeks in high school, and they were very fair weather friends. But they came to my house when my parents weren't home, and basically emptied my liquor cabinet oh, while I was there. Did, and uh, what did they find? They found out. My parents never found out. But we had a dangerous time where we were. I was driving them somewhere in the neighborhood and one kid chris was sitting in the back seat and he was extremely drunk and he reached around and put his hands over my eyes oh. while i was driving oh, so gosh. but i you know i had to be a bad kid for like a second i guess i mean we all have to have that special episode we're bad kids <laughs> we do even though i'm clearly the anthony michael hall of the break you know I'm, that's my breakfast club character unfortunately yeah i always wanted to be uh uh the the uh, judd judd nelson i almost said judd hirsch of the breakfast club i'm sorry but uh, but you're not i know you're but I not played him in the stage play because i had stubble when i was 16 we, get, we had like a, a student-run drama club for a hot second and we thought we could do plays and we really wanted to do the breakfast club like really wanted to do the breakfast it's club. not a play it isn't a play because and that's the reason why it never happened because we just didn't plan it, so. Uh, Do you have a picture you want to show people? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> this is a this is a little uh, picture of me and. This is still an acapella. Oh Kent. no! Oh no, Kent! He's knocked out. He's fighting. He's fighting Biff from the past in the uh, in the booth. 
He has to hit the next button. He's not there. Or at least he's. Oh, wait, where he is? Where is he? What are you using, Windows 95? What's going on? It's not his usual setup. Um, it's not his usual setup. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. God Thank bless you, him. Thank you, Kent, the they producer. He does everything hand. for us. Um, All right. If you believe in producers, clap your hands. Uh, yeah, this is me and Minnie. This is my girlfriend at the time. You really have very luscious lips. It's a little bit... Uh, it's a little bit... Um, I, I grew into Bewildering. Him. I grew into him. I don't you know. did. You did. You did. I always had the dark circles. So that was, that's nice to know now. That, you know, they've always... <laughs> Oh, it's sort of been there. Um, yeah, this is one what? of the many times we went to Disney because we used to go like two to three times a year. Um, and I you think would, and you would drive there. No, we'd fly. Sometimes we'd drive. Sometimes we drive. But like, it was more or less just like flying there, spending a week there, and it was like very carefully. Oh shit! Very careful. My mic is is. All right, something. all right. Uh, very carefully planned. But then eventually, I I really grew to hate Disney because they destroyed. They took down one of my favorite websites, which was. Believe it or not, a Star Wars role-playing website. Speaking and now of they forbidden own Star fruit, Star Wars. So now I have to like them again. Well, right. as we were saying the other day, Disney is kind of the empire. They are kind of the empire. I have a healthy distrust of them. Uh, a very healthy distrust because they had this phantom site called the Go Network that they used to buy up all these smaller chat sites so they could it could convert everything to Java. And then when that didn't work out, they're like, eh, shut it down. So then they just obliterated all these smaller chat websites across the internet. It was like this really Strangely planned campaign by evil Disney. And then, you know, 20 years later, they, they bought Star Wars. So, Well, we still saw Star Wars, and we're still going to go to Disney. Probably. And I'm still going to see more Star Wars, because that, that's happening every year now. That's, this is looking great, by the way. I don't know They've what's already, happening. You, you guys have like five minutes of me vamping, and now here, look at the progress. Yeah, soon, soon I'll just look like I'm wearing a, a costume and not naked. Anymore. You're going to look right. like a supermarket aisle for the candies. It's going to be great. I know. I'm going to be covered in candy. Oh, look at this thing on my arm. Yeah, I see the gush. It's great. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Let's do this. So um, so uh, our first guest tonight. What? What are you doing? I'm looking. I'm looking. <laughs> our first guest tonight um, is a delightful, a delightful comic in the city. She's been on TV all over the place, on uh, Comedy Central, on True TV, on PBS, um, and I've seen her perform, and she's just a riot. So give it up for Suba Agarwal. <laughs> Hi. Sorry, Welcome. I hope you're not super uncomfortable, but oh well. No. Um, Hi. Uh, the only other time I've had to talk to a topless woman is at a strip club, and that's like so much worse. So. Oh yeah, it's a, this is a different, a different kind of revelation. We're not going to try and shame you into giving us a dollar. Although I didn't one. know they liked girls because we're not creepy. I was like, oh, I thought I was just going to watch flips and shit. Like it was so bad. Was Wait, what do you mean? Was she hitting on you? They like want to give girls lap dances, and they like I was in a oh. I was in the like really ghetto one in the Bronx. What is it, Sin City? So yeah, like, they yeah. like make you touch them, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> now I know I didn't experiment in college. I don't like this. <laughs> like, I don't Not for me. <laughs> well, what? Um, uh, so I know based on your on your artifact, which we'll get to in a second. Um, when you were younger, did you have any any things that you took pleasure in that you maybe were embarrassed about or wouldn't have want, wanted other people What's to know? interesting is I was so far gone, I didn't know what I should and should not have been embarrassed far about. Far gone in what like, way? Just the biggest nerd, you know? Like, it's like, oh, you should have been embarrassed about this, you know? But I was, like, proud of it. That's was, amazing. Oh, it's you didn't so bad. <laughs> so bad. I have all the Pokemon cards. It's like, yeah, no, I deserved, I deserved to get hit with a dodgeball. Like, it was just... <laughs> 
so bad. But now it's like a cultural phenomenon. So you were there. You were on the ground level. That's yeah, that's right. I mean that's true. We, we fucking lo- Pokemon hipster right here. <laughs> Did you play the game when it when it came out? I uh, I had the cards. I wasn't as into it as some of the kids, you know, because my yeah. parents are immigrants and we're gonna buy that shit. But <laughs> and where where did you grow up? Uh, north of Chicago, Mundelein, Illinois. Oh, I know exactly where that is. You do? I went to school in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Um, <laughs> but so, uh, did you feel like um, your parents like how 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 old were they when they moved here? Were they like super foreign? Y- they were they came in like the 70s or 60s and some shit and like recently <laughs> i don't know when they came it, he had some like weird flower skirt he gave me and he's like, where did they come where did they come from um they came from india india <laughs> there we go i forget mm-hmm. um so they <laughs> they uh they were like super traditional and my mom blames me for this shit she's like you know sometimes you have small views and then sometimes you have a daughter that makes you change your views <laughs> I was like, yeah <laughs> That's my great. my mom just started seeing a hypnotist, I think, because oh, wow. I turned her on to my hippie craziness. Yeah, <laughs> it feels good. Um, let I want to look at uh, a picture of you because you were extremely <laughs> adorable and you had a bitch please face from the time you were a tiny. Um, he'll, yeah, <laughs> I love it. You're just like uh, not feeling it, not uh, feeling so it. I feel like in this picture you're just celebrating a few seasons at once. <laughs> We we represent the pumpkin. With we got the bunny. We got the bunny. Uh, we got a bonnet. I legitimately don't know what's happening in this <laughs> photo. <laughs> Is that your little sister? No, that was my best friend that lived like really close to us. Uh, apparently, there was some like tension because she was Pakistani and we were Indian. I had no clue. I just uh, oh so so that was like a. Were your parents like, oh, I can't believe you're not hanging out with other Indians? No, not with our family. But like sometimes if they went to like a Pakistani party or if Mm -hmm. a Pakistani family came to an Indian party, there'd be like a thing. But I didn't know. I was just interested in coloring and taking my clothes off. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone else do that as a little kid? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I just wanted to be naked it's all freedom. the time. You want to feel free. Oh, see, you must feel super comfortable here right now then. <laughs> Great. Um, so, so okay. You actually started started it off pretty well with the Pokemon thing. So why don't we launch right into your artifact here? If you want to, if you want to wind it up and share it, it's a deck of playing cards because I went to Magic Camp when I was. If you're wondering if I know how to use it, I don't. Um, I forgot everything when I lost my virginity, but it is. <laughs> I brought these. I wanted to find one thing that I couldn't. When I went to Magic Camp, they give you this fake thumb. And like it hollowed out, you know what it is, right? Uh, I'm totally gonna get disowned by all the magicians. But like you take, <laughs> you take a scarf and you wave it around, and you're like, and now it's in my hand. And you slip the thumb off in your hand, and you stuff the scarf into the thumb, and then you like put it back on your thumb, and you go, where is it, right? And no one knows what happened to the scarf. Mm-hmm. And yeah, right. And yeah, uh, you just gave. Yeah, the magicians are I gonna know. come after you in your sleep now. So <laughs> how good is this? Thumb? I'm sorry, illusionists. Because I feel like if somebody had a had a fake thumb lump on it their actually, thumb. actually it's pretty hard to tell if i'm like if i'm like here from you it's like hard to tell wow that's awesome and i did it i was super unpopular uh, obviously and like i did it on the bus like in the back of the bus naturally and i showed all of the kids and they were like how'd you do it you have to tell us and i was like sorry magician secret and i ran off the bus like <laughs> <laughs> the coolest i've ever been for like 10 minutes before they threw my backpack out a window but <laughs> did that actually happen yeah 
So did you have uh, friends in your corner or were you just kind of like blazing the trail alone with this stuff? Uh, I know. I was blazing the trail alone. It's bizarre. Because like uh, in middle school, I got bullied a lot. And then there were like two girls who were like, yeah, this kid's a loser, but we're not going to let all these people bully us. Mm-hmm. So it was like this weird. You had um, a protect like a bodyguard situation. Yeah, it was so yeah, clapping for the bodyguard. Yeah, clap for the bodyguard. But, like, we had nothing in common. Like, I was a giant dork. And this, like, one of them, like, both. It was, like, this giant Russian girl and this tiny Puerto Rican girl. <laughs> and all they wanted to do was fuck in middle school. That was it. Each other? No, just boys. Just all the boys. And they were asking me questions I didn't know anything about. And they were like, are you the girl supposed to wear a condom if the guy wears a condom? I'm like, I don't know. You should ask our health teacher. Like, it was, <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> It's just like I was just in the corner, like playing Pokemon cards. Like it was a very weird friendship. <laughs> it kind of sounds like a female Napoleon Dynamite situation. <laughs> yeah. I think you should make that happen. That's um, let's see it. Let's see another picture when you uh, get a moment. Kent, back again there. with the pumpkin. <laughs> I know. Here's another. Here's another pumpkin, and you are like posing for a Teen Beat magazine right here. <laughs> Um, do you remember what this is from and who yeah. that guy is? Um, that guy's that's my older brother. Oh, got you. And uh, we decorated pumpkins. I don't remember when or for what there was a pumpkin decorating contest. And I'm like, how did you guys think that's what a Halloween pumpkin is? Like, how how foreign do you have to be? <laughs> oh, so was that so? Yeah. What was your experience of like new holidays when you moved here? Uh, oh no, no, you were born here. Yeah. But, but, your, but your parents were they like stop doing this stupid American shit? Well, they kind of like this is bizarre. We celebrated Christmas even though we're Hindi. I guess cause, <laughs> yeah, they didn't want us to be the only kids without gifts. Uh, oh, that's nice. Until you learn about Christianity, you're like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> 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 this is very weird. <laughs> I didn't know it was Jesus' birthday. I've just been eating cake this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. Well, I w- tell me, tell me more about Magic Camp. Like, what what is a camp like that like? And when you got there, did you feel like, oh my god, my people here are my people? <laughs> oh no, nobody made eye contact. Oh. Uh, it was. Like <laughs> It was, like, very, like, you know, they just teach you how to do shit, like, cut a rope and make it become one again. Like, it wasn't anything particularly special. Like, I had a folder full of tricks and shit. I don't know what I thought I was going to do with it. <laughs> how old were you when you did that? Oof. That must have been middle school, if not younger. Okay. For sure. <laughs> oh, my God. And your parents were like, all right, this seems like a clean and, and fun. Yeah, they got us into a bunch of hobbies. I think because someone told them hobbies look really good on college resumes. Starting so, in sixth grade. Oh, yeah. My mom's fucking insane. Like, <laughs> everything was to get us into college. Like, she, I was almost failing out of every class before they had... There's, I don't remember when your academic record k- kicks in, like, when it's permanent, but I think it's high school. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they threatened a lot of things a lot of times. But literally, I was almost failing out of every class. And then the year where it became permanent, my mom was like, you are skipping a grade. You are studying math. Like, I went from, like, a straight almost F student to a straight A student, like, overnight. Wow. Because my mom dropped the hammer. It was crazy. And did you... uh like when you went off to college did you go to pursue something that your parents approved of at first yeah I mean well I did like what I was studying a little bit um but I knew I wanted to be a comedian already like I started in high school so I was mostly pursuing something that would pay me to move to New York right away nice nice I started this is the nerdiest sense I started as a bioengineer and I actually like bioengineering but they're gonna make me take a full four years to graduate Mm -hmm. and I was like in Pittsburgh and I'm like I'm not staying in Pittsburgh for four years y'all can suck my dick (laughs) so (laughs) 
I changed my major um, overnight to actuarial mathematics because someone told me there were a lot of jobs in New York. Yeah, but that's intense. Yeah, nobody told me that part. <laughs> you have to take the, like five-hour tests and yeah. keep taking them for years. Dude, I changed all my classes and then I found out about the exams and I was like, what? <laughs> I was so mad. And so at some point you were like, you know what? It's been comedy all along. Sorry, mom and dad. I, um, well, I took the job. I did. I took three exams. I moved to New York, got a job. And then I quit the job because eventually they were going to fire me. Like, <laughs> I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing. They give you study days to take the full set of exams. Uh -huh. And I would just go fuck off and do comedy and like drink and shit. I'm like, I'm going to fail every exam. They're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I just quit that shit. Um, I also didn't read the contract or of what a signing bonus meant and we found out I had to give back all that oh money. Oh, no. Oh, that was brutal. I wept in the streets of New York. <laughs> wept. Well, then you arrived. <laughs> yeah, we've uh. all wept in the streets of New York. Let's be real. Yes. Um, okay, wait. I think we have one, a couple more pictures. One more. I love one this more? one. Two more. This one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you, you look angry at Officer McGruff. <laughs> like, He's just trying why to is help. Why hand? Dude, I was a fucking nightmare child. Here's the thing. Everyone wants to shit on kids on leashes. I'm like, you guys really should have put me on a leash. Like, I was Wait, wait, why? So why? Were you just like a bundle of energy all the yeah, time? Yeah, and I got lost constantly. Because like, if you didn't, I was one of those kids where if you didn't watch me, I'd run. Um, just because I was, <laughs> I was very interested in things, you know? Um, <laughs> so you're practicing your disappearing <laughs> trick, I guess. Exactly. Um, <laughs> My oh. mom, this is so many times my mom lost me. She lost me so many times that she called me a little boomerang because I kept coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so ultimately, you were just, you were like an outdoor cat. Yes, exactly. So where was this? Officer McGruff looks so de depressed. <laughs> I know. Like, He's like, oh, I can't well, I anymore with these children. I'll take a bite drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like some school Halloween event. And, like, you can tell I'm a runner, but I look at how my dad's holding my arm. He's just <laughs> fucking clutching me. Oh, I didn't even notice it. Yep, he's like, you're not going anywhere, kid. Uh, yeah. Like, the hair on your face, it looks like we're catching you in a moment right before. I took off. And all of our Halloween costumes were homemade. It was so fucking bad. Like, that's Princess Jasmine. That right there. <laughs> yeah, but you, you could be a Jasmine. You could still be a Jasmine. I look more like an MC Hammer backup dancer. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, my dear, um, I'm going to ask Lenora to pass me that um, ba tote bag down there. Thank you. Um, I have a gift for you because I always give my guests gifts, which are things that uh, came from my childhood bedroom because it's still intact and I refuse to uh, clean it out. Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> um, but I am just giving old crap a new home. So for you, sorry, Jess, I'm going to I'm going to move you for a second. Here, I could, uh... It's my first jump rope. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get out some of that extra energy. Uh, one of the thingies is broken, but it otherwise will work just fine. Good whip. It's a good whip. You could use it for... Hey! Um, what? No, this is a kid's show. We were talking about all sorts of shit earlier. That was a little... Yes, yeah, so you can use it for some uh, autoerotic... I was going to say archaeology, but you know, whatever. Anyway, um, so there you go. Uh, throw it in the trash or use it whatever you feel. <laughs> and um, thanks for coming on the Big oh, Seat. Thank you for having me. Yes, yeah, Suba Agarwal. <laughs> oh, you can leave the mic with us. Hey, thank you. Uh, 
Of course. I feel like this reminds me of the show that we did when it was like um it was like bad kid stuff. It was like getting in trouble stuff. Yay. And all of our guests were just like perfect straight A students. Yeah. And we didn't plan that ahead of time. Well, then like the last episode, it was going to be, uh, it was a, a relatively chaste premise, but it just got into It got very dirty very fast. And I'm uh, very, again, very sorry to people who are listening to this who came to me through the Robcast. Yes. I promise I'm a very spiritual individual. Um, but, you know, okay. I feel bad because my, my dark delicacy was naturally... Something That's, sexual. That was my but fault. But that was because of the wording and the language. Um, but okay, my dark, my dark delicacy. Now I'm understanding was the double life I led on that Star Wars website because I didn't let anybody know that I had so many more friends and so many more relationships on that site. And it was like then you I, did in real life. Yeah, and I'd be failing science. I'd be failing history. Like my father would like. I'd see him. In the kitchen with like his head in his hands, like reading a progress report. I'm like, well, I guess I got to take a break from these guys for about a week or two. And fun, fun fact: you something. were still writing Star Wars fan fiction pretty recently, yeah. Uh, every once in a while, when I have nothing to do and I feel uh, bored, uh, and I and I <laughs> and I forget that I have a career I have to tend to, um, <laughs> I try and find a website or a forum that I can write stuff because it helps me. If I'm like not writing, I want to start writing again, or like. Get the gears going. I uh, I have a I have a character, uh, and I and I try to in include more chapters in his life, and then I get more responsibility. See, it's okay, uh, but now because you're aspiring to be a professional comedy writer, so yes. it's actually it's a part of your career. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, and then usually they give me more too many responsibilities, like running a rebel fleet or something, and then I just disappear, and they're like, where where did this fucking guy go? And then you come back under a different name. I've burnt so many bridges. Trying to role play, but then like real life happens. But I can't, I can't fail out of history anymore. History, you know, can't, it, that's a metaphor. Yeah. No, history is failing us right now. <laughs> it's true. No one is going to look back upon this time uh, fondly. Nope. Um, well, sorry, sorry, it got real dark. What is it? I don't even know what's happening on my stomach right now. Um, Your breasts look like competing arcade characters. My, so my breasts for the for the listeners are two fruits. One of them is a strawberry, and the other one is an apple. Gray apple, grapple. They're going to be scratch and sniff stickers. I don't think that you can actually scratch and sniff them. So sorry. Um, well, let's let's move along, shall Buster we? Monsterpasties.com. Yes, uh, do it. <laughs> and and hey, listen, if anybody for your all of your um, body painting needs, the cheeky chipmunk is Lenore's company, and uh, she is donating her services. They're both donating their services tonight, but you can hire her for um, parties. She paints a lot of pregnant bellies, and it's really really awesome. Um, she's done the what was the Macy's Fourth of July and Thanksgiving Day, and Thanksgiving Day um, parades. Yes, face painting. So she's amazing. Um, they're both amazing. And Jessica is, uh, they both worked on um, makeup for this film that I just worked on that the, the writer director is in the house. Anyway, it's called You Only Die Once. So check it out. It's going to be a, a web series that's releasing soon. Very soon, very um, soon. I mean, I figure I can plug whatever I want, right? Right. You're leaving anyway. You're all captive here it's your now. Show. Uh, let's let's get the next guest down here. Yes, let's. Okay, so our next guest is a big deal, and uh, I just found out that he's going to be doing a uh, a Bowie tribute on Thursday at the nice. bar a couple doors down. If you want to hear Bowie songs, um, he's a comedian who is internationally known. Um, most recently, he's on this show Black and White on A and E, um, and he is the partner of the amazing woman who runs this place. His name is Christian Finnegan. 
Oh, hey. Thank you. Hi. I, I am internationally known and known to rock a microphone. Um, yes. You thank, thank you for having me. Did you like that Pearl Jam that we chose for you? Was that Pearl? Oh, was that Don't Call Me Daughter? Yeah. Is that what that was? Yeah. yeah that was uh, sophomore year of college for me. Yeah. Was I'm old. Um, You're not that old. No. <coughs> anyway. Thank, thank you for having we me. We welcome people of all ages. Uh, so <laughs> every, everybody has embarrassing <laughs> felt, shit to air. I felt needlessly condescending. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Christian, would you like yes. to, well, not would you like to, but can you please share with the audience uh, something that you enjoyed when you were younger that you maybe wouldn't have wanted other people to know that you enjoyed? Uh, well, I mean, that I didn't want people to know at the time that I enjoyed? Yes, or, okay. at the time. Well, I, I, I knew a lot of musical theater uh, Excellent. Which was fine, except that like I was also in like a hair metal band, <laughs> and I I felt sort of equally out of place with both groups of people. I I is sort of a, a running theme of my life is that I uh, constantly am like whatever group of people I'm around, I'm like I'm not like you, and so when I'd be around the metal kids, I'd be like these guys don't know Les Mis at all, and. Uh, <laughs> And then I'd get around the uh, the musical theater people, and be like, "These people don't know Dawkins at all." And so, <laughs> um, so yeah. So, but did they know? Did they know that you were leading these double lives? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I was in the school plays. I mean, I, I remember it was a bit of a it was a bit of a controversial. Uh, a, a few friends of mine, uh, or not even friends of mine, kids that were in my class, uh, were were in a band, and they needed a lead singer, and they knew that I did like plays and stuff. And so they. So asked, they're like that'll that'll translate. Yeah. Our town translates to metal. It, it was bad because you know this was the '80s, and so all of the all of the metal tunes were you know you know first tenor, just like you know ah, you know it was really way up there, mm -hmm. and so I would have to bring all of the songs down an octave. <laughs> so it would be, we, you know we'd be like Night Train by Gun R Guns and Roses, be like I'm on the Night Train, like it was very sort of <laughs> and Tom <d> Jonesy. <laughs> Did you ever, do you have any uh, memories of like running from one of those things to the other and kind of having to do a, a shift in your brain? Well, not necessarily. I, I mean, I do remember being like, you know, guys, we really got to wrap up this rehearsal because uh, my, my Wiz rehearsal starts in an hour. <laughs> and so I wasn't an all white production of The Wiz. Oh, no. Who are you? Where did you grow up? I was the Cowardly Lion. Nice. Um, that's perfect. Oh, really? And, and a shitty bargain basement version of it. Nice. Like, oh, yeah. it, it, as opposed to my <laughs> multi-million dollar Broadway production? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I grew up in suburban Massachusetts, so all white was pretty much the only option. Yeah, um, yeah suburban Connecticut is kind of the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah, shout outs for Massachusetts over here. <laughs> yep. Um, well, we have a we have a few pictures that you sent us, uh, beginning with the more innocent ones, and then uh, there. Yes, I know he's just just adorable, just a lady killer. That is a large head, though. That is a like way too large of a head for that body. The haircuts at the time didn't favor large heads, though. It just made no. it look like you had a helmet, yeah, for, like a skull. Although I feel like that haircut would have worked really well in the sort of early 2000s MySpace emo days. Yes. You know it's what a, I mean? It could be a rock. Bieber haircut. Yeah. yeah. When all the kids hated their foreheads. Yes. But, oh. but listen, bangs cause acne on your forehead. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, okay. Next, please. So again, like very cute, very innocent. Grow it into your head. Yeah. I, I, I think I uh, was very proud to have nearly completed that puzzle. <laughs> Do you remember what it was? It's a like uh, believe dopey or the seven dwarves. Uh, I believe that is one of the yeah. There we go. Zooming in. There Enhance. we go. Yeah, that is Enhance. Doc in my hand. 
And then I believe oh, yeah, it you're is about now. to finish that right up. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. I think they did most of it, and then they just gave me the last piece and told me to pose, <laughs> pose with it. And uh, now for a change of pace, if we can see the next one. Sweet. So how old were you in this one? Uh, probably 12. I don't know. I mean, junior high. I mean, you, like you walked grade, right out of Days and Confused right here. I, which is sad because it was a solid 10 years after. It was probably like eight. But that was kind of a thing. I mean, uh, you know, the, the sort of feathered back butt cut. Oh, yeah. Kind of this a thing. is very like um, Rick Springfield or. I went through like a radical. I mean, I think most people go through like a like a radical transformation between like eighth grade and sophomore year of high school. Like two years later, I had like the side of my head shaved and it was I was like, you know, then I had like the Morrissey pompadour. Like, well, I yes, went that let's, route, we do have we do have that as I'm, well. Do? I don't. Oh, yeah, that that was, yeah, that actually, I believe, was some sort of costume uh, for something. But, yeah, I, I think I was trying to look kind of gothy and weird, but I still, I was uh, I was wearing an Aerosmith t-shirt, which is not oh, gothy. Oh, no, cool you sell out. I know, it's the worst. <laughs> Who is but, your um, friend here? He looks so hyped. I don't know. I, I, I think he came by it a little more honestly than I did. <laughs> like, he's got the Anarchy t-shirt, and yeah. I don't even remember who that dude is. But, yeah, but uh, your hair is epic. This is like a flock of seagulls realness yeah, right now, yeah. but like with the Morrissey eyeliner. Yeah, mm. I, I, that was definitely, uh, I, think, I think at the time, I, I, I was in a, a production, a live stage production of Pink Floyd's The Wall. Oh, shit. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and so I think that was around that time, which... Nice. Um, Party in the front, party in the back. It's party everywhere with yeah. me. A lot of party. Mm. <laughs> well, um, to bring it back to your uh, younger... Ooh, a rainbow. That's that nice is rainbow. awesome. Sorry. Um, to bring it back to your... It feels very weird to be like... I yes, know. very well done. It's, no, it's okay. It's art. I'm the canvas today. It's fine. It's not <laughs> ogling. It's totally fine. Um... Uh, your artifact is from uh, younger, more innocent years. So, do you want to yeah. set up what this is about? I didn't. I don't have many childhood artifacts. They all. I'm a child of divorce, guys. And uh, no, um, but you know, the stuff gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. And uh, I don't. Ha I don't know where it all went. But the one thing I could find is something I made for my mother as a, a birthday present. It's a mommy's coupon book. <laughs> I feel like, but like, I definitely made a coupon book too. Did anybody else here make a coupon book? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like good for one free hug or I'll bring yep. you breakfast oh, in that, bed or that's something. That's the last page. That's the last page. One free hug right there at the end. Well, that was kind of like, that's the big closer. I mean, oh. that's, that's like the standard. It's how, like. How old were you when you did this? Do you know? I, I did the math. I must have been 12. Um, which is a little too old for mommy's coupon <laughs> book. I'm not going to lie to you. That's really more of a seven, eight-year-old kind of thing. But And we have a picture uh, of close-up of some of these pages. Uh, just, yeah. See, that's... This, I, yeah, that, that one on the right I isolated because it was the most, it was the one when I was flipping through it that was like, oh, that kind of hit me in a weird way. Because uh, my, my mother's mentally ill and uh, I didn't know it really at the time. And so I, I believe it says uh, Gail Vinnig is entitled to one listening period of 30 minutes or less uh, in regard to any inner external conflicts, temporary or homicidal uh, tendencies, and overall. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wait, what is this? Where did you get this from? Huh? Where did you get this from? Th what do you mean? It's it's in right here. I wrote it. That's what. No. See, you wrote with that language. That was your language. That was me. That was me trying to be like official sounding. Do you know what Homicidal I mean? Homicidal like, tendencies. Know. Oh my god. Yeah, and that was the kind of thing. Like at the time, I was just like, you know, moms, right? <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
you know, when your when your mom goes for a knife, you know. Uh, but uh, but uh, I mean, overstating a hair. But um, but but also the fact that there's an expiration date—that's a little cheeky. Yes, yes. Well, I think they I gave them all expiration dates because I didn't want to just make them open ended. Uh, <laughs> You know, at the you know, you gotta you gotta know your value. You gotta keep her on a short leash, yeah, it's mom. It's a coupon book. They should have expiration dates. Yes, That's exactly. <laughs> I mean, if if you really truly want the uh, the uh, one free room cleaning to be rendered by Chris Finnegan, then you have to have that in by July first, or else <laughs> it's null and void. You know, it's funny because like when we had when we had Cambry, um, Cambry is the woman who owns this venue. She's incredible. She's back there, unless she left already. I don't know, but she's awesome. Yes. And when she was on this show, she she brought um, some materials from her uh, library that she created in her trailer. Um, and she was very strict about that kind of thing too, about dates, you know, about oh, yeah, money, yeah. about returning things. Trust me, I live it. <laughs> <laughs> very well suited very well suited for each other do you have any other uh, in there that you would like to read for us or um i th- i don't know that or any she of them only are, got two are terribly interesting um uh oh i will say that grammatically I, you know even though i was trying to sound like like smart there it still bothers me that i said any overall depression you may be suffering from instead of from which you may be suffering which would have been the proper uh, dangling participle really, fail yeah yeah um that the babies are inaugurated babysitting that doesn't really uh, free room cleaning did, the, the did, simple the standard stuff did your mom know that you were in a metal band later and was she cool with that uh, yeah sure <laughs> uh, um yeah she wasn't really uh tuned into that kind of thing um but she she you know they they didn't care i was doing stuff you know uh my older brother would have D sessions every friday night in the basement and so i think they were just happy that it wasn't that Wait, 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 wait! Really? They were they were more okay with you being in a, in uh, a metal band outside the house than playing a dorky game in the basement. I don't know. I mean, you know how some when you grow up, there are some kids who are who always have the kids over to their house, and there are other kids who go to other people's houses. Yes, yeah. I was a go to other people's houses kid. Uh, I get, gotcha. I would get very uncomfortable when people came to my house, and so I would never like my older brother didn't it didn't seem to bother him at all, and he would just have his group of of uh, Dungeons and Dragons dudes over. Uh, but I would never in a million years have people over to my house, so I would always go. So I why was just happy why was that? Was it because your parents were like, "Don't bring friends over"? No, I don't know. I think it's just a personality thing. I, I am I am uh, I am a very embarrassable person, um, and I get oh sorry to have you on this show. <laughs> I mean, I've you know, which is weird because I'm a you know, I get up on stage and talk about my penis to strangers. Right, that's my career. Oh yeah, <laughs> comedy. Um, but uh, maybe I'm not going to go down that road. <laughs> my penis to make give it lengthening, maybe um, sort of shading to. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I just was happy to to go uh, to have other places to go other than my house. I was not. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not a thing for me. Did you check out of Massachusetts as soon as you graduated? I was so out the door. Like, the main reason I moved to New York City is like, oh, everyone in Boston hates New York. I hate these people. Clearly, I'm destined to go to New York. <laughs> yes! Like, well, it's that- so weird. Like, in, in Massachusetts, everything they do in Massachusetts, at least back then, was talking about how shitty New York was. New York City's such a shithole. And that was their way of trying to pretend that they were on the same level as New York. Whereas right. New York just doesn't think about Boston at all. Like, <laughs> other than sports, it's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Well, right, yeah. Well, I grew up um, uh, in southern Connecticut, like right in the middle of the state. And so it was exactly 
halfway between Red Sox kingdom and mm-hmm. Yankees kingdom. So but my family was from New York, so I was on the Yankees side of things. But uh, it got very heated. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, that, there's a, it, it's a very dangerous area. It is. <laughs> it is. I know, yeah. The thing about Connecticut, uh, were you in like a heavily suburban area? He's in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, uh, Connecticut. I'm uh, sorry, yeah, Massachusetts. That's what I meant to say. It's all the same. It's all the same. Yeah, very, you know, about as suburban as suburban gets. Like, not quite Heather's level. Yeah. You know, upper middle class town, you know, d- you know, straight out of a John Hughes movie. And you, you were into metal. Your brother was into Dungeons and Dragons. I can't imagine at the time there was like maybe a little bit of satanic panic. Where your, How did your parents feel about... You know, their kids being I think that's what the thing, though, is that I was so not like I didn't drink until I was 21. I think I was two weeks before my 21st birthday. Even in a metal band? Drink. Good no, for you. That's what I'm nice. telling you. I did not belong. I did not <laughs> belong. I, I felt like such a loser around the metal kids. And then and uh, such a winner around the musical theater. kids. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, I, no, I actually felt like more of a loser. I felt like a real loser around the tech theater kids. Those are the techies. They were real yeah, cool. Yeah, but they make yeah. you feel like shit if you're yeah. an actor. They That's kind of what they do. But they were the ones like wearing the anarchy t-shirts yeah, and like yeah. listening to the Dead Kennedys and stuff like that. And they made me feel very uncool. Like yeah. I didn't think that I was allowed to listen to punk rock. Like I thought that if I ever put on like a punk or a hardcore CD, like somebody had like run in my house and like smash my boombox <laughs> or something. What was your what was your favorite uh, TV show when you were uh in high school. In high school, um, well, I didn't watch a lot. No, um, <laughs> uh, I I can't remember high school. I do remember when I was very young. <laughs> no, I, in terms of what I was watching in TV, I was obsessed with the Dukes of Hazard when I was a little yes. like a little kid. But my mom was from Georgia, and so I think that was part of that. Um, I used to love watching uh, Showtime at the Apollo, which is a weird thing, but I didn't understand anything about it. It was just on after SNL on Saturday night. Yeah, man, you were going to be a comedian. But I didn't, I don't even think it was the comedy. I just, I I love just watching the crowd go bonkers. (laughs) Like, you know, because they're just very Ah, yes, the crowd. I'm sure that there was probably some slight racism there on my part. You know, it's like, these people are crazy. But uh, but yeah, it was just so outside of my wheelhouse just seeing these people like when people would be doing well and the people just in the aisles just going crazy. I was like, this is insane. I was always jealous of that, to be honest. It's like I used to watch. Um, uh, what was what was that? Was it the. What? The eyewitness network where they had like the evangelical services and um, people would, you know, f- be faith healed and everything oh, yeah. and yeah. i mean i grew up in a in a reform but almost conservative synagogue and nobody did that people like sat quietly in their chairs all the music sounded like funeral dirges it was really just dark and sad and then people like were having these experiences oh yeah you I, know i grew up cat like my uncle was a catholic priest and like everything was very much like yeah precisely yeah you know take this all of you so then any this any experience this that you have with like a crowd going <laughs> wild, especially in like a spiritual or religious sense, I was yeah. like, give me some of that. Those people are having some kind of experience. I think I thought they were weird, but that's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, and also Catholicism, it's just lighting candles and saying boring things slowly. Well, and so or, in La- or in Latin, so you can't in even Latin. understand it. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. Or in Latin. I remember briefly my uncle was a priest at a church in Boston that they had an acoustic guitar player. Oh, shit. And oh. it was like really, oh, it's dangerous. This is dangerous. This is not right, you know. Yeah, that's very, um, that's a sacrilege, right? Um, You're getting distracted by I'm your I'm getting distracted by, my, by this rainbow <laughs> on my belly. I feel like a Care Bear right now. It's yeah. awesome. 
Um, well, Christian, I have yes, a gift ma'am. for you as well. Do you want to get oh, for it? Can I have the um, the bear bag, by the way? Thank you all. Um, this, by the way, is a tote bag. This was my first um, dance class tote bag from kindergarten. There's a bear on it, okay. and there's a bear inside it. So for you, Christian, I have a very nice white all-American Coca-Cola bear. Oh, nice. He's, he's got the tag on and everything. That is totes adorable. So, um, my dog will love tearing the shit out of this. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it gets used. As long as, yes, as long as it goes on to a new home. Yes. But Christian Finnegan, thank you so much for thank being on the big seat. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, here, I'll take it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, Thursday. What time is, on Thursday, what time is Bowie? Uh, I believe it is uh, 8 o'clock, but when you leave, if you go to, to Let Love next door, there's a sandwich board that has all the details. Uh, but yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. check Thursday, it out. Thursday, 8 o'clock, Let Love. Uh, how are you guys doing out here? Are you surviving? Everybody eat the gushers that we brought for you. Please, Please. we bought like 40 of them. Please. Yes. Like too many. Um, uh, yeah. Let's do this. So, so now, um, we're gonna, I'm gonna stay here and you're just gonna pretend I'm not here and you're gonna go I'm and gonna, we're gonna have I'm our amazing musical interlude come up. Rebecca Vigil and Ethan Exacto. I'm so glad you're staying. <laughs> I was whispering into Ethan's ear, oh my God, I can't wait to sing about her tits. <laughs> I cannot wait. Hi everybody, how are we? Good? We're checking in with you. This is the portion where uh, we, we talk to you now. Uh, did it, you all bring your artifacts? No? All right, great. Uh, this is Ethan Exacto here on the beatbox. Give it up. Yeah. There we go. Um, all right. So I'm trying to define. I have terrible eyesight. So I've just seen like red tits and a rainbow <laughs> from in the back. But this is a half eaten apple. Well, not even half eaten. Like an apple with a bite out of it. This is a strawberry that says very good. And th those are her tits. Uh, on her, on her, on her tummy, it says "cooch" with a a big rainbow. Glad it doesn't say "cooch" with a big arrow. Am I right? Uh, and then uh, there's a a big, what I can assume is the beginning of a shot glass in between her tits. No, the painter is like, no, you are an artistic visual idiot. Uh, wait, what did you say? It's a slinky. Is it a slinky? No. Do I have a slinky? What? What? Water tower. No, 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 no. Yes. Votive candle. No. I love that my set is just guessing what's on her tits. It's going to be the next five minutes. What? It's a glass of milk. No, it's not. Okay. Something from the 90s. A pog canister. No. Oh, there we go. What? A lava lamp. Is it a lava lamp? No. What? A go-gurt? Yeah. It's a go-gurt. What? So, yeah. Wait a minute. A go-gurt is close? Oh, my God. It's a push pop. Hey! And 
that's my time. Thank you so much, everybody. I appreciate you. Um, that's comedy now. <laughs> yes, dear. I'm not going to get a light, so I can just go as long as I want then, huh? Use my judgment. I'm sorry, the podcast can't, I can't hear you. I apologize. Um, so, Ethan, when we were sitting in the crowd, I asked you, was there something that you would be embarrassed about, you know, explaining to the crowd that, y that you were into when you were young? Um... Probably just uh, the my first uh, images of partially nude women <laughs> came from Sports Illustrated magazines. Oh, we got a young man on our hands. I'm yeah. 16. Ah, he is 16 years old. He just saw breast tonight. Uh, yeah. So Sports Illustrated, and was it like your father's? Sports uh, Illustrated? I it was either my father's or mother's. I remember it was yellow. Mm -hmm. That's all I. <laughs> <laughs> Asian people? No. No. Okay. Just uh, yellow cover. Okay. Color yellow cover. Okay. <laughs> Not yellow people. Okay. Fantastic. Um, yeah, it's okay to laugh at that. It's okay. We're all white here. <laughs> Come on. Oh wow. Okay, we got the. That's true. She's gone. I asked. She, <laughs> she. I watched her get her Uber. Um, so you've seen a lot of people here talk about their artifacts and things of that nature. Uh, is there anybody that had something pop into their head? Yeah. You. 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 Beanie. No. The one who looks terrified that I looked at her. You. There's a lot of fucking women in this crowd. Yeah. yeah. Well. That, Sure, yeah, yeah, woo! Yeah, no, women are great. Women are great. <laughs> I'm one. It's awesome. S you know, 10 days of the month, it's great. Uh, uh, what about you? Is there anything? No? Really? Nothing you're embarrassed about as a child? You, you're you beautiful and blonde. That makes sense. You? 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 You had a back brace. That's fantastic. Good for you. That's fucking great. No, now it's fucking character building here, man. Uh, how old? Uh, I was, it was like my 11th birthday party. My mom oh. oh, my God. 11, 12. Are you hearing this podcast? Can you hear this? 11th birthday party with a back brace. Hit it, Ethan. What's your name? Caroline, feeling fine, and is getting aligned. Caroline, feeling fine, getting aligned. Better brace yourself, brace yourself, 
Brace yourself, brace yourself, better brace yourself, brace yourself for my 11th birthday party. I got Lisa Frank to be frank. Ain't need to understand, just need to thank my mama for the gift bag. Better brace yourself, brace yourself. Give it up for Caroline, everybody. I'm just seeing a bunch of people I recognize and I'm trying to talk to people I don't. Miss Beautiful White Sweater right here. Yeah, we're making eye contact and you're very upset. We're making eye contact and you don't want to. Well, here I am, boo. Here I am, boo. No, what if I just went... <laughs> you fucking sweater. No. Uh, uh, do you have anything in mind? Do you have anything in mind that uh, you were embarrassed about as a kid? That you would admit now. <laughs> okay. To the podcast audience, she would continue to play with Barbies till she was 12, but would try to save herself by saying she was washing their hair, which for me seems so much more psychopathic than playing with them. Yeah, instead of doing a narrative, I was taking care of them. <laughs> Can we slow it down, Ethan? Make it a sexy... Hey. What were your Barbie's names? You liar. <laughs> what were their names? Okay, give me one. Just right off the top of your head. What was the name? What was the name? Other than Courtney. <laughs> what was the name? What was the name? Cindy. Oh, yeah, Cindy. Oh, yeah, Cindy. Oh, yeah, Cindy. Forget your dream house. Forget your dream house. I got your dream house here, baby. I'll shampoo your hair, baby. Oh, yeah. Don't care, don't care if you're, you're sick Because I'll wash the hair, wash the hair Even though it's plastic, baby Oh yeah, you know the Pantene Pro me Shit, it means some shit, Cindy Washing the hair, washing the hair Vidal Sassoon Oh shit, my friends are coming over soon I better not show that I have a teapot and car I'll just say, oh yeah, I'm just washing, that's okay Hey, oh, I'm just washing their hair in the sink I don't know what my little kid kids will think They'll think I'm trying to create friends out of these dolls But I'm just washing their hair Balls! Hey, hey, hey! I got some balls on me! Yeah, that's right. What's your name? What's your name, white sweater? <laughs> Vanessa doesn't rhyme with Cindy at all. But you know what? It rhymes with balls! Hey, 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 hey! Vanessa, 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 I undress you, not you, Vanessa, just your Bobby dolls and pretend they have sex, because that's what we all did, that's what we all did, that's what we all did, right? How how we all do that? Yeah, there's a bunch of chicks in the audience, right? Let's admit right now that we all just simulated lesbian sex with our dolls. 
And now, Porno Hub says that the highest watched version of porn is lesbian porn. Now we are all just watching human lesbians do what our Barbie lesbians did, right? And then we're all pulling out their hair, right? <laughs> right? Aren't we all pulling out our lesbian friend's hair? What? What'd you say? It's possible? Well, you're in a white sweater too. What's your name? Cassie? Do you have a secret? <laughs> Fantastic. What is it? I pick? Okay. Okay. You still have them. Okay. What do we want? Let me hear by some applause. Do we want the box of trolls? Or do we want the sweat? You got prescript. What was the prescription called? You don't know what the, the prescriptive name was? Ooh. You're the only one with a prescription. <laughs> hey, we all got our secrets. We all got our secrets, baby. I wash my Barbie's hair. There's no prescription for that there. Hey, hey, hey. Except Prozac, Prozac, Prozac. Put your armpits on the attack, on the attack. Good on your parents for getting you to a doctor. Bia, 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 what's on her chest? Oh, we, we, we don't know. It's just a pear, 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 pear of fruit. I'm super turned on by your boobies. I'm super turned on by your boobies. I'm super turned on by your boobies. Do you feel turned on by your own boobies? Sadly, no. Wait, let me ask your co-host. Come here. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Are you turned on by your ladies' boobies? Yes. Are you turned on by your ladies' boobies? Yes. Are you turned on by your ladies' boobies? Yeah. Are you turned on by your ladies' boobies? Yeah. Hey! 
MD, T-I-T, 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 B-O, 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 you don't know, hey. Thank you so much, Rebecca Vigil, Ethan Exacto. Oh, so many microphones, what? Sorry. Rebecca Vigil and Ethan Exacto, you guys. Geniuses. Hey, uh, Rebecca, before you run away, come back here for a second, please. I got something for you. Can you pass me the Delia's box, please, Lenore? Yeah, dude. Yes, do. So hold on. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So um, Rebecca is. The gift I want is a mic. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you. Um, I had it enough. Rebecca is one of my best friends. She's been a guest on this show with amazing stuff. It's very, very hard yeah, for I'm me really to leave her. I'm really sad that this is over and here in New York. Can we give it? It's not. Uh, I mean. It's, it's not, not over. over. It's just not it's gonna be here for a while. Taking a break. It's taking a little break. But um, I uh, I know you wanted one of these, and so um, for okay, you can give it to her now. So <laughs> these are these are uh, journals that our producer Kent had made for oh, us specifically I one of these so for bad. the bitch seat, and they say cherish what got you here. And yeah. uh, you, I think that you helped to get me here. So yeah, thank you. For that. We'll see. We'll see if your um, podcast audience starts writing in and is like, "Where, where are the songs about stuff I can't see?" <laughs> We're gonna have you on the podcast. Are you really? You gonna fly me out to LA? I mean, yeah, God willing. What? Let me. If I have money for groceries, I'll fly you out. Okay, to LA. great, perfect. You heard it here first, podcast listeners. <laughs> I have anyway, a free flight to LA. I love you. I love you too. Thank what you. do you think, Apple? <laughs> that's the sound the apple makes. Yep. Yeah, that's it. I love you. I love you. Bye. Ah. It's a real mic drop there. Thanks. A real mic drop. Real mic drop. Um, so, cool. I'm not sure how this is going to work in terms of staging. Yep, good call. Um, but uh, we usually have three guests, but for this uh, show, I wanted to do something a little bit different because it's kind of like tying up sort of the end. We're about a month out from our three-year anniversary of existing as a show, which is pretty awesome. And so I wanted to invite some of our um, original guests up here. Um, uh, if they're all in the house. Yes. Okay. So can I get Josh Krebs, Jen Welch, and Adrian Sexton on stage? This is going to get real crowded. Do you want to, um, do you, do you want to everybody stand or move this? You can uh, have a seat. No. You're all gonna have to share mics, but it's fine. It's gonna be a fun mic share. Great, great. So, um, so, hi. Oh, wait. You guys have to. Is there another mic? Krebs, get in the middle. Krebs, get in the middle. Sorry. So, um, there we go. Great. Good. Good. I'm trying to remember who I put first in this. We can all. We can all. And that's fine. That's fine. These are all amazing people that I know from the People's Improv Theater who have been really supportive of the bitch seat over the years. Um, uh, 
Josh uh, is always here in the audience. Sometimes he lights me. He's always just retweeting and the best. Um, Jen, uh, I feel like has saved me from several meltdowns and tells me she loves yes. me and the show is great and not to change it. And Adrian was on our very, very first show I ever. Was. And um, <laughs> Kent, can you throw up whatever the first picture is? Because I don't remember whose I put up there first. Oh, it's Josh. Oh. So, um, Josh, um, I, I specifically wanted you up here because I know that you have some good dark delicacies and forbidden fruit stories. So I'm going to let you kick off this panel with about what you have to say about this picture here. Um, so that is uh, Catherine Cat uh, La Mountain. La Mountain. La Mountain. Yeah, yeah and I was La Mountain her. That's good. I was gonna go there. Okay. Uh, no, I. Uh, it was actually really because I actually chose this because this is actually the girl that I lost my virginity to when I was 17 years old. Perfect. And it's, so you're 17 here. This is in Texas. Uh, yes, this is in Texas. This is in Plano, Texas, in the parking lot of Plano East Senior High, most likely coming back from lunch. So we would have lunch um, maybe once or twice a week, like maybe like a really good married couple. And then Like we in the cafeteria together? No, we would like go over to her, her house was literally like across the street from the, from the school. So we would go out and we would go to her place and we would make like macaroni and cheese and we'd hang out and we'd talk and then we'd go back to school. Make macaroni this, and cheese. This is yeah. not this is not a forbidden fruit enough uh, story here. So okay, so the whole deal is that I ate her forbidden fruit. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> so the whole deal was that um, I was um, I was uh, she reminded me so much of Ali Sheedy, and not and not from Breakfast Club. Uh, from a Saint Elmo's Fire. No, 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 no. I didn't know what Saint Elmo's Fire was. I was, I was obsessed when I was little with this movie called Short Circuit. If yeah. anyone knows this movie, yes. we got some SC fans out there. <laughs> um, so the whole movie, it's it's actually kind of great because uh, Ali, she, this movie's fucking insane. Now that I try to explain it out loud, <laughs> a robot gets hit by lightning, <laughs> believes it's human. Uh, grows throughout the course of the movie and he finds a mother figure in Ali Sheedy who runs this like veterinary adoption clinic out in uh, I think Oregon or something like that. So um, when I was little I loved that movie and I kind of fell in love with her and um, and she was she was she looked exactly like her and uh, she was like my punk rock like princess. She introduced me to the Dead Kennedys, Dead Milkmen, uh, anything with the band that had dead in the title. Can we see the next photo Kent? Because we have a couple, with, which I just love this. I feel like when I saw this, I could hear the Green Day playing. <laughs> the hair is just so. God damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. W that was my look throughout high school. It was just. It was just. Why am I here? You're taking my picture. So did um did you aspire to be one of the? Were you like one of those angry kids, or you just look like an angry kid? No, I just look like an angry kid. I was a very actually a very, like like a very go. Happy-go-lucky kid. I mean, you know that I, I when I did the episode for the bitch seat, we yeah. we talked about how I would go out in the middle of the woods and and break shit. Yeah, that you would smash uh, TVs, TV monitors TV with monitors hammers and cameras and all. Everybody that stuff. wants to do that, but nobody it, ever does. It's very liberating. Like I recommend everybody go go do that. <laughs> we sorry, we have uh, one more picture that I have to show because it just destroyed me. Can we zoom in? Can we zoom in on this look? Yeah. This guy fucks. Was, were you? What, did you have sun in in your hair, or is that your natural color? Uh, that okay. So the, okay. So we were doing a. Um, we were actually. I'm sorry, Adrian. Um, so this is outside of the theater department uh, uh, classrooms, and we are right now in the rehearsals of uh, Fame, the musical. 
Did you hence, keep is that jacket yours or was it costume department? Uh no, that was mine from a Terminator 2 outfit that I had when I was little. But it's a it's clearly a Michael Jackson's thriller jacket. Yeah. And can Ma- you I don't think Arnold Schwarzenegger wore Michael Jackson's thriller jacket in Terminator 2. Well, you look like a badass, and I don't know what your fingers are doing there, but... Um, I was pretending what I did to Catherine LaMountain during lunch. <gasps> oh, so this is directly related to that. Yeah. I have no idea. Did her parents have any idea that you were boning her? Uh, if they did, they never said anything to me. We never talked about it. Oh. <laughs> but she was uh, actually, th- she was very, very cool. I was very lucky because she was somebody that I trusted and I really liked and I thought was very, very cool. And I, I got really lucky with being able to share that experience with uh, somebody who I really, really enjoyed. Where is and, she today? Uh, dead. No. No. No, well, come <laughs> on. <laughs> no she's out in Colorado. So everybody's like, oh, no, not Catherine. Yeah. Uh, really built her up well. No, she uh, she's actually living out in Colorado right now. She had to be um, close to the mountains. Her name's yeah. Sake. She's actually she's actually really really cool. Uh, she has this, she 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 works as a bartender, which is I think is like she's she's kick ass. She's awesome. She's she great. secretly owns the mountains in Colorado. That, I, as I per her name believe so. Um, yeah. yeah, and I always wore those yellow glasses. I never took them off. In fact, for a while in senior year, whenever I took whenever I took them off, I would always see yellow pigment. And it would last, and it would, and it would last for like a good year and a half into college, where I was like, "What? Yeah. You, you permanently screwed up your eyes for the sake of the? So was, were these your glasses? Were people? This guy fucks. Oh, like okay. I said. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You did mention that. Yes. This guy um, fucks. <laughs> Krebs, as long as I've known you, you may as well have been wearing yellow sunglasses. That is true. Um. Uh. Okay. All right. That tie is actually that tie is actually really great too. I, nobody, I don't know if you guys can really see it, but it's like a plaid tie. I think you should plaid. bring this look right back immediately. No, I should not. No, in you... fact, in the in the in the <laughs> political climate that we're in right now, that's the last thing I should wear. I feel. That's the first thing you should wear. We need some happiness. Oh, great. Okay, we need good. Some fucking. This is this is the rebel uniform. Okay, so I got to get my Michael Jackson thriller jacket back. Trump. The hand gesture is a little more Trump. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> No, Josh Krebs grabbing pussy since he was 17. No. This guy Sorry, fucks. I'm sorry. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, no. I, I'm happy. I I'm, don't do those things. No, no. He, I'm he a very truly, respectable gentleman. No, you are. Truly, Krebs is, has the, one of the sweetest hearts of anybody that I know. But yeah, that's but why I it's fun fuck. to talk about. Okay, like, yes, I okay. fuck. You can have a good heart and fuck. Yeah, I mean, I'll be, I'll be totally honest. Like, uh, when I was 17, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but like I, I felt like that was the one thing I was successful at besides AP English. <laughs> AP English and AP Coitus. Oh. Also, I was in fame, and I didn't sing, so tell you that tells you how I felt during that whole season. What did you do, dance? No, no, I fucked, like I said. No, I was, uh, I was like a background dancer. Uh, <laughs> I had uh, Paula Abdul uh, choreographed all of it. Um, no, but I had, um, I was like this, I was playing drums at the time and they needed an onstage drummer. So I started playing drums during the show and they were just like, do you want to be in the show? And I was like, yeah, I guess. And then, so they, like, I was this weird side character and. That they invented for you. No, it was in the script. Like it was a stupid little character that they were just like, Hey, you're going to be this guy, but you're going to play drums on stage. And I was like, okay. So he would have like one line, but I would be on stage the entire time playing drums so, so you just fell ass backwards into a role that probably a lot of theater people were like wanting really bad. I, I, I embraced it. It was great. It was really, really good. And then I, <laughs> then I go home and wash 
uh, Catherine LaMountain's hair. Did you do that? Yeah. No. No, not at all. <laughs> no. Come but on. She, but she did, she did, although she did, um, for my birthday once, she uh, used the uh, glass chalk on my, on my car, my truck. And I got really pissed off for some reason. I don't know what glass chalk is. It's it's essentially where you can like use chalk and you can draw on windows and stuff. You can like write like "Happy Birthday" or "Look at me, I I suck at driving." Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's <laughs> I think that's what it's really for—the price of it's, the truck. It's, yeah. yeah, it's used to, it's used to entice people to buy your car or to draw dicks on it to make to make people <laughs> embarrassed. So she wrote it. She drew all this really nice stuff on my car, and I got really upset at her. And then we just stopped. Talking. That was the end. That was oh. the end. That's how fucking petty I was. This guy well, stopped fucking. Your yeah. car was an extension of your body, I guess, and she just uh, violated it. Uh, I mean, I, 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 in retrospect, I can see how I overreacted. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, gr- I mean, uh, yeah. So I, I really do think that 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 jacket though is somewhere at my parents' house. You better get it. Like I feel like I'm gonna wear that at my child's christening, like. <laughs> I need to wear that. I out. think you should. I think that should be your special occasion jacket for all of the, your child. It things. goes with anything. You could wear that without a shirt. You could wear that with a shirt. You could wear that with just a scarf and no shirt. You're exact. You're absolutely right. Shirt or no shirt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fair enough. Shirt or no shirt. I mean, I, 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 sincerely believe that I was so unique in high school that I didn't really realize it. But look at that picture. That that is like that is kind of the quintessential me. In a weird way. Did you have a lot of friends? Yeah, I had tons of friends. Yeah, uh, we uh, we these are all the the group that I went out and we yeah. bashed uh, TVs with. I feel fun. like you you kind of got to live the life that we all saw in movies and wanted to live, like to no, be the weirdo and not. be accepted. No, for I it. was I was kind of a weirdo because because uh, I was I I was really into punk music and I liked to do things my own way and then uh, people kind of didn't like that and so I just kind of did my own thing and I found my own friends through it so it really doesn't fucking matter. That's like true. I do now. So and, here, and here you are now. It. Awesome. Yeah. Um, let's let's move on to Jen because we got some pictures uh, of Jen uh, in chairs wearing hats. Um, oh, wait. So if we can see oh, the... F- oh, wait. No, no, no. Spoilers. Well, I guess we're moving on to Adrian first. Okay, Adrian. Um, so tell tell the crowd who this gentleman is, this, please. This is Bo Trevino. Uh, um, and... See, I was a kid who did not fuck in uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I carried around a um, a Ken doll. Yeah, there he is. There there he he is, is in real life. He's been with me through a lot of lot of hard times, and now he's supporting some gay pride. You know, because of course. For for the podcast listeners, Bo Trevino is yes a cross dressed Ken doll. Well, he's wearing a nude bodysuit and a and red and a sparkly red cape. cape and a pride flag on yes. his back. His yes. full name. His full name is. Uh, Pierre Gustave Toutant Beauregard Trevino. <laughs> his his mother comes from French Southern aristocracy. His father <laughs> was named Trevino, and um, <laughs> um, and yeah, that's what I did. And in high so school. and so, but you. So the story with Beau Trevino is that he was your date. Yes, I did. I did bring him to prom. We have a picture of of that night. If we can see that, please. Oh, oh. And yeah, and dyed. I, I dyed my hair like dark brown to be more exotic because I thought that would make me look more exotic. I just look like a crazy goth, like 40s nightmare. No, <laughs> it, 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 it's pretty on point for that age and yeah, time, I think. Um, 
Did you get flack for this from your peers, or were, were people on board? I mean, just my existence got flack from my peers. Okay, fair enough. Know, like, <laughs> so fair this enough. was just, you know, I, w I was kind of, if I was noticed, did they just make fun of my weight or my hair? And everything else was just irrelevant, so I, I feel like I could get away with doing a lot of stuff like this. Um, but, you know, I was a part of the drama club and all that, so Naturally. they... they, they they all took to Bo quite well, and and you've held on to Bo, and Bo has kind of been uh, like a talisman for you. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, so tell the people where you took Bo recently. But I took him to New Mexico, <laughs> um, about it'll be three years ago in July. Um, because I went on my vision quest, as you do when you're like 33 and losing your goddamn mind. Yeah. And so, but of course, he was a part of this uh, experience. And is there a photo? Yes, of we that? have a photo of that, no please. Offense. Yes. Look, there's us. Here he is. Oh. <laughs> Look at you. This you both have your little sombreros. <laughs> this, this Love it. This is us in Albuquerque. He's got a he's, he's got a Corona poncho yeah, on. He was celebrating. He kept that on since Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> And I was just like, it's time to get that off, honey. I love that. I love that he's traveled with you. Yeah. Where, where did you grow up? I grew up outside Boston as well. Okay, so you understand. Yeah. No, yeah. It's like we all kind of share this uh, collective shame of like, you enjoy something, everybody else shits on you. And so you have to move to New York to feel accepted. Right. That's just what That's you right. have to do. I mean, right? I think we all had that experience. Yeah. But I brought, Bo brought somebody tonight. Um, oh yes. Speaking of forbidden fruit, because yes. it, you know, it's, and they've been together for 20 years, and this is his partner. <gasps> oh, oh my God! <laughs> What's his name? His name is Etienne. <laughs> <laughs> French, of course, of in course. fashion. He's, he's Haitian. Can we describe to the podcast viewers uh, what he is wearing here? He's wearing um, like a Barbie doll, like one-piece swimsuit, and a Gem and the Holograms little jacket. Yes. Gem clothes fit Ken dolls. Just FYI. You know, it's funny because Gem clothes do not fit Barbie dolls. No, they don't, but they did fit Ken, so I think this might have been a Barbie. I don't know. And like this little red string thing that I just tied around. They are told they're ready they're ready for pride. How long have they been together? They've been together for twenty years. Oh. Since nineteen ninety six. Yeah. Uh, and now they and now they can be legally married. Yeah, but why they have an open relationship. Why make it complicated? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Oh. Um Adrian, any other uh things that you were embarrassed about that you did in uh in secret that you wouldn't want people to know about when oh you were God, younger? So speaking of dolls, I also I had beetle dolls. That's amazing. I know, but like the Beatles weren't cool when I was growing up, and yeah. somehow my parents found these like felt like big like dolls. So I had four of them. I had each of them, and they and the Barbies would have adventures and like ex and experiment with sex with like <laughs> like the Beatles, like John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Oh, 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 oh. They were like, like, like gigantic Beatles, <laughs> <laughs> like some some Kafka dolls. Yes. <laughs> no, the Beatles. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, I'm weird, but now, okay, that, that but no, Go yeah. Play with your <laughs> <laughs> I, I named him John Lennon. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was kind of embarrassing because, like, I had them for a long, and I'd like have to hide them whenever anyone came. Wait, over. why? But Barbies were acceptable, but not Beatles. No, because it was. Like, I remember I, uh, my friends, like oh they. My my classmates would come over and go into my room, and this was the age when everybody loved the new kids on the block. And being from Boston, you had to like the new kids on the block. Oh, that was the only acceptable boy band. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. didn't. And so, like, I had pictures of the Beatles, and they'd be like, Adrian's got pictures of old people on her walls. 
Oh. <laughs> and then yeah. it'd be like, then my parents or my mother, my mother's friends would be like, who's your favorite? And I'd be like, I like John, because John was funny. And they'd be like, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God oh, damn it. There's no winning. There's no winning. There's no winning. He, I know he's dead. He's totally, he's dead. totally and he was, yeah. But funny story, my, my, my sister auditioned for like this thing called Mini Singers in Yantikoff School when she went to elementary school and she used a Beatles song and she got laughed out of the room yeah, by the other kids. Like people hated the Beatles then. And yeah. so it was so bizarre to like get into high school and people were like, Hey, have you heard Abbey Road? And I was like, I was into Abbey Road when I was nine, man. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Abbey Road is my favorite Beatles album. album. I listen to it going, uh, like, um, driving to and from uh, musical rehearsals. Aww. Yeah. I listen to the first half of the White Album before every, like, opening night of show I've ever done. So oh, I love like that. my pre-show ritual. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So now we're going to see some pictures of Jen Welch in chairs and hats. <laughs> Starting Yay. with this one. So, Jen, um, this was... These were the artifacts that you brought to the to the show when you did the live show with yeah. us over at the pit. Do you want to give people a context? Um, so okay, so this is me uh, in my uh, in my dad's chair in my living room wearing an outfit. So basically, um, in the back of uh, Seventeen or YM magazines, there were always. Um, modeling contests that you could submit to. Do you remember that? Yes. Right? And so my friends and I would dress up in our coolest outfits and then get our point-and-shoot cameras and take photos to submit to these modeling contests. So this is me at, uh, at like 13 years old trying to be a model <laughs> in my living room. This was my idea of what a model would But I love it with the one-shoulder white overalls and then this blossom hat. Yeah. So you're, you're not really reading this book. You're just looking like you're reading this book. Oh, I was probably reading the book. I mean, I, mean, I was. I mean, I, I read the book at some point. Right, but I mean, this was like a just-for-show pose. Oh, yeah. No, this was, yes, let's open up Danielle Steele's message from Nam. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And take a photo to send to Barbizon was my was oh my, Barbizon yeah that yeah. was that's what that was. Let's see the the next one. Ooh, here we are in another chair with another hat. Yep. Can we zoom in on this hat, please? I just love it. I never had one of those chairs in my house, and I was always jealous of my friends who did because I think they look so badass. Yeah. And I was always jealous of the girls who got to wear those hats. Like my mother never like. I was never a hat person. No. I would have. Ne I don't think I ever wore the hats outside the house. I think they were only inside hats. Inside. <laughs> Why? It's because you were you would be made fun of if you wore them outside. Oh, absolutely. I was terrified of like drawing attention to myself. Was there ever a time that you can remember uh, when you drew attention to yourself and you hated it, like when you didn't mean to and it um, happened? Oh gosh, what a loaded, what a loaded memory to ask me to bring up. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. I can remember the thing. The I'm just gonna go with the first thing that comes to mind is there was a chicken uh, barbecue fundraiser at my dance studio, and my and the, that the year before we did a dance to a song called "The Bird," right, which is like. Bah! Hallelujah. <laughs> America, have you heard? There's a brand new dance. It's called The Bird, right? It was like the song. Do, do, does anybody know this song? No, 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 not no. It's not Bird is the word. It's like it's it's like a it's like a funk song like Yes. Right. Thank you. What uh, was that? Yes. Yeah. And uh so it was uh it was uh, a yellow unitard with um, with feathers hanging off of it, and a yellow hood 
uh, that mm. went over your head, right? And it, like just your face cut out. And so my mom had this idea that she was going to bring this costume to the chicken, uh, to the chicken uh, barbecue fundraiser and yes. have me stand on the side of the street and act like a chicken. She just pimped you out? My mom, yeah, my mom's like, this is what you're going to do. And I cr I was like, no, no. And then um, this girl, Amy Slick, did it. And uh, and everybody was like, look at how great Amy is. And I was just like, I could have never, I couldn't have done, you know what I mean? Like, I can't stand on the side of a street acting like a chicken. Like, I can't, <laughs> like, even at, like, 12 years old, I was just not that kid, you know? But like, again, here you are, a comedian, choosing to get on stage and talk about all of your deep, dark secrets. Oh, yeah, voluntarily. because they're not funny. I don't do comedy for fun. <laughs> it's not, it's not. No, it's therapy. No, yeah, absolutely. I don't talk about fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get up here in a chicken costume and be like, I have, I have integrity, okay? <laughs> Fuck integrity. Yeah. All of us are doing it for the money. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my God. Um, oh we God. have, I think, one more picture, um, which is my favorite one. Uh. Yeah, here we go. Aww. You yeah. really on the phone or no? No, it doesn't even have a cord attached to it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, just the, it's just the receiver. Yeah, so this is me acting, uh, acting as if I'm on the phone. Hello, Hollywood. Yeah. Yes. With my, my Timex watch, my, one, my one-shouldered uh, overalls. Uh, yeah. And, y and, your, and your boy haircut. Yeah, and my boy haircut. Uh, no, it was in a braid, I think. I think it was in a braid. We I discussed this last time, but I really think you look like Woody Allen. Yeah, thank <laughs> So many feelings about that. <laughs> um, so many feelings. How are we doing back there, Lenore? Awesome. Do you I can't wait for do you to get I know. I'm like so transfixed. Can we turn when can we turn it around when you're done? Um yeah, in, can in I like two minutes. In like two minutes. I'll All right. I actually was gonna actually say. So are we still on Jenna? I was gonna. I just I no, no, you guys. It's a panel. Talk. Just talk. Oh, I wanted I to. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead, no, Jen. You sure. go ahead. No. No, I can't. No, it's a story. Too it's a story. polite. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say you you asked about the forbidden fruit, the, yes. the whatever thing. Yes. So this is so this is me at like twelve or thirteen, right? Yes. So you have to imagine this is me. Like you're just kind of starting to hit puberty and all of this. And I um I was a very late bloomer. I didn't even kiss a boy until I was eighteen. And so uh, all of my energy, right, all of my, like, hormonal energy was taken out on um, by uh, locking myself in my bedroom um, and then doing uh, uh, interpretive modern dance to Sophie B. Hawkins' Damn, I Wish I Was yes! Your Lover. Right? I so love like that, that song. That little tiny aunt of a child, like, throwing herself around in a, in a bedroom. <laughs> like, to that, that was my, that was my forbidden fruit i love that yes. i would i would do that also with um uh mariah carey's album um emotions emotions yes, yes. correct i had the tape i had the that was my first cd oh yeah mine yeah. was uh, genesis we can't dance nice yeah. i love that one that was a good one it's pretty good. A good one um but i also when i was younger i would do this in the living room not even in my bedroom i had this uh towel that had um it was for a baby so like it had like a hood kind of thing so it was like a hood and then you were supposed to like swaddle the baby in the towel but i was like you know six or seven or eight years old and i would wear it like a, a veil and pretend that i was made marion from disney's robin hood <laughs> and Dance around the living room to uh, to Billy Joel's greatest hits. I used yeah. to put, a, I used to put a blanket on my head. This was during Christmas, and I would genuflect in front of the nativity scene. <laughs> that was on top of the television, of course, like good Catholics. And I would just play um, uh, Little Drummer Boy over and over. <laughs> again. 
in the uh, in the uh, I, I didn't even talk about forget forbidden fruit, but I I know that we were. Yes, wait- you did. Well, for a little bit, but I actually want to mention this earlier is that I did not properly jerk off until uh, maybe it was like nineteen. What? Wait, you Wait, lost your virginity? You Wait. lost your virginity before you masturbated? Okay, so, no, hold on, hold on. Were you just this, humping this, everything? This, this, Were you humping? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so, so now we know. Something. Now we have an in. All right. So, <laughs> I didn't, I, like, I didn't know what to properly masturbate was until maybe I was, like, after I lost my virginity. So, I basically, it was me, like, humping the my sheets and everything that I could. It was literally like I like if there was a sheet, I was most likely gonna try to fuck it. I, I, yes. I feel like this is a very this is a very uh, female uh, typical coming of age story. Yeah, yeah that's agreed. What it feels I would like. agree. Nobody tells us what the fuck to do down there, and then guys do things, and you're like, okay. And then like when you're like in your twenties, somebody's like, do this, and you're like, oh, oh. Yeah. I mean, TBH. I didn't actually use my hand until I was like uh, a senior in college. (laughs) Like I was using other things because like I didn't, there was something very like off-putting about like skin to skin contact. Yeah. But I made it work with whatever was around, you know? The thing was that I didn't understand, I didn't understand how you're supposed to use your hand. I was like, what, like what, how is it? Like my my bed's fine. (laughs) (laughs) My bed's doing a great job. (laughs) Just slap it around like it just misbehaved. <laughs> this is going to a dark place for sure. I figured out how to masturbate when I was like 14. That was pretty great. I was, <laughs> yeah. And oh no, but um, the while all the other little girls liked, like you know, that was like Leonardo DiCaprio and Christian Slater, or like uh, who else was popular in like the mid 90s? Who was really JTT? Yeah, no, Jared I was Leto. like, I was like Ray Fines, man. <laughs> The thing is that you really were an adult when you were a kid. <laughs> it's so bizarre. But yeah, I'm just like, who do I, who like, who do you like, Adrian? I'm like, well, the Nazi from Schindler's List, but not the role. No, this what? was the, Thank God, then the English patient came out, and I was like, yes, the English patient. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that hot guy for the English patient. And then he was like, Voldemort, and I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> just make it so hard for me. <laughs> so I, um... This is the first time I ever t- told this to anyone. So yes. my, uh, so I didn't realize how bad it had gotten until I came home one day, and my sheets on my bed were gone. <laughs> so my mom was outside, and clearly she had just done something. And I was like, "Hey, uh, do you know where my bed sheets are?" And my mom just goes, "I burned them." <laughs> I burned them, Joshua. <laughs> Why was there? There was cum all over them. Yeah, it was fu- like yeah, it was like a Pollock painting all over my fucking sheets. Do you, you were they wearing like white wear sheets? A, yeah, they were. They were totally. Wa- yeah, it was like a map of the Hawaiian Islands all over Josh Krebs's <laughs> sheets. Everybody here now knows. And I just told it on internet. That's right. You told it on internet. Well, um, that's great. I, I fuck. Yeah, that's <laughs> lest anybody forgets. Josh fucks sheets. <laughs> Thank you. Um. Well, if guys, um, listen, there's uh notebooks in there for each of you. Oh. If you would like to take them, oh yes, will you please do the? the I actually have. There? I actually have something for you too. Oh, what? Hold on one second. Yeah. What? Oh my gosh. 
first episode, the, the episode I did with you, I talked about my um, the script that I wrote, and it was based on uh, Chasing Amy by Kevin Smith. And yes. so I was at home today, and I decided I wanted to give something to you. So what I have is a little Silent Bob figurine. Oh, my God! He has a six-pack of beer somewhere, and I, I have to find it and give it to you. But that is for you to take to, with you to oh, LA. Oh, thank you so much, Josh. This, this is guy, your little... We're going to put little... him on our dashboard, and um, and we're gonna, so we're going to take some um, Facebook Live videos as we drive cross-country. And uh, Silent Bob can definitely be a part of that. I love Silent Bob. Okay. Thank you, Josh. You're welcome. Um, well, would you guys like to, uh, to uh, pimp yourselves in the, the Twitterverse or... Um, Tell people how they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jen Welch now. And also, I just want to plug. Uh, can I do a quick plug? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Uh, Inauguration Day weekend, I have uh, produced a, uh, a fundraiser for the ACLU, a nationwide fundraiser called What a Joke, a National Comedy Fest, support the ACLU. And it's happening at The Stand on Thursday night, The Annoyance on Friday, and Rough Trade in Brooklyn. We have great lineups on Saturday. Uh, come out, support the ACLU, see awesome comics. Yay! But it's also going to be all over the country. All it's happening country. in how many different cities? We have 83 shows going up in 33 cities. That's amazing. Yes. Yay. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, you can find me on the Twitter at Adrian underscore Sexton, but that's Adrian spelled the boy way because, of course, my parents wanted to make it easy for me even more. Um, A-D-R-I-A-N underscore Sexton. Um, and, I don't know, Instagram, A-B Sexton 80. I um, love that your last name is Sexton. I think oh. it's so perfect for you. Oh, but, like, when I was in high school, I was like, you have a lot of sex and you weigh a ton. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck oh, them. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, them. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Yeah, but now they're all, like, you know, addicted to drugs and have kids. <laughs> <laughs> And I live in New York City. That's right. <laughs> oh, that didn't land well. <laughs> it's revenge, guys. Come on. It's great. Um, you can find me at Josh underscore Krebs on Twitter. Um, also, we're. Can I plug the show on? Go ahead. Yeah, we're doing a roast of Phil and Lissa on uh, Friday, the thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth at eleven. At eleven o'clock over at the pit. Um, Please come. Uh, it'll be really great to hear some of the horrible things that we're going to say about these two. Not horrible, but like, you know, endearing I'm ready things. for it. It's All okay. All right, great. Um, and um, also Bloody Date Night, which is a show that I also do with... It's, yeah, uh, it's a podcast that's also on the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is the, the network that this show is, is produced out yeah, of. Yeah, so, so it's really fun. It's a horror, horror movie-themed podcast I do with my girlfriend. So if you guys think that that's something that you might like to see or listen to, you can't see a podcast. Except for right now. In your mind, you can see it. Yeah, it's like Scrambled Spice Channel. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, is that a nipple? No, that's the dick hole. That's a white dick hole. Oh. <laughs> that's a white dick hole. Sorry. Oh, bye. Bye, Caroline. I love you, too. Mm, thanks. Can we do it now? Yeah. We're yeah, going to have it. this reveal so moment. Here? Do you want us to leave? No, you can stay for the reveal. Okay, great. All right, ready? Here we go. I don't have no idea what's on there. Oh! What is it? What is it? What is it? It's, it's, it's um, it's the it's it's essentially the logo of Gushers. Gushers. And then, then you a, have a troll. troll. You got a Dunkin' Yo-Yo. And a Yo-Yo. Actually, awesome. A bunch of stars. Can you? Oh my God! Oh my yeah, God, you look great. Beautiful. You look fucking hot. I'm just gonna leave this on forever. Yeah. Awesome. Oh my yeah. God. I'm. I can't wait to look you, at it. You, uh, like, Lissa, you look fucking fantastic right Thank now. Thank you. Yeah. You yeah. look fucking killer. Thank you, guys.
little ponies on you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you have my little ponies. Oh, you're already glittered. All right. Oh, I'm glittered. Well, ooh. Um, well, listen, my panel of lovely people, I love you, and I will be back for you. Um, so Jen Welch, Adrian Sexton, Josh Krebs, they're the best. Thank you, guys. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, that was so, so much fun. Uh, can I have my uh, phone, please? Oh, yeah, sure. So, okay. For... Okay. So, for those of you who don't know, um, I was interviewed on an amazing podcast, Rob Bell's podcast, uh, called The Robcast, um, back in November. And it was a great experience. He's an amazing uh, speaker and author and super inspiring dude. Um, and I talked about... Um, the bitch seat and I talked about acting stuff and I talked about spiritual stuff and I got a lot of feedback from it from people all over the world and I wanted to read this letter um, that I got from a woman who I don't know uh, in somewhere I think she might be in Kansas her name is Angie Montague and uh, she uh, she was happy with me sharing this so uh, here we go hi Lissa I listened to your Rob Bell interview and loved your perspective and insight I was a diary junkie as a child because it was a place to put my awkwardness and anxiety. I was never truly comfortable in my own skin. Eventually, I came to accept who and what I was, but I won't get into that. My journey is a long soap opera of crazy. But I believe that my life has led me to, led me to this point for a reason. In your interview, you said, heaven is here. I couldn't agree more. I am a stage four lung cancer patient, and this cruel-ass diagnosis has led me to a place that I am so grateful to have experienced. I am an under-50 non-smoker who did everything right health-wise. If I had not gotten ill, I would have continued to go through life oblivious to what really matters, going through the motions half asleep. Cancer has led me to discover my light, my spirit, the heaven that is inside of me. I want to share my story with other people and open their eyes to what is there before them, inside of them, an energy so beautiful and pure that is within their reach if they just pay attention and seek it out. I am writing to you as I sit in a chemo chair. I was told I had 18 months to live. I surpassed that expiration date in August, and I am pushing forward with all my might, with my light shining the way. I am fully functional, never been hospitalized, and I'm continuing to work full-time. I believe I am able to do this because I have tapped into the heaven on earth that resides inside my body. I am a vessel for this love and light, and I am listening to it. It is guiding me to do wonderful things in what time I have left. Thank you for sharing your energy and words with Rob. I'm not sure I would have discovered you otherwise. Happy New Year. Blessings, Angie. So I reached out to her, of course, and, and thanked her for sharing this with me because who am I, you know, to receive something like this? It's pretty heavy, but uh, but significant and and kind of goes along with the reason why I started this show in the first place, which is about taking your tragedies and turning them into gold or something valuable and then sharing them with people. So um, Angie mentioned that she wanted to share her story with people, um, as many as she could, whoever it helped. So I'm going to give out her email address uh, if you would like to reach out to her. Um, it's shamukitty at gmail.com. That's S-H-A-M-U-K-I-T-T-Y at gmail.com. And she has she's written some amazing things ever since she got her diagnosis, and it's really incredible. And... Um, and it, you know, in whatever way you can turn your tragedies at any time in your life into something that's valuable and redemptive to people. Uh, that's the reason I do this. So, um, so that's amazing. And, um, now, uh, finally, before, um, uh, before I let you guys out of this 
out of this place. Um, I would like producer Kent to come up here for a second. Who's going to fly the ship without him in the booth? The ship will fly. The ship will fly. Hi. Hello. So, um, here. We know you uh, made these things. So here, have a done. No, uh, we're kidding. We have something far better. I was hoping you wouldn't give me one because I do have one already. <laughs> yeah, Kent did. But that. that would be terrible if I gave you back one of those books. Um, no, we have something else for you. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just rip it. It's a pretty bad wrapping job. Just pull it off. Kent does everything for us. He, he produces. He has all this audio equipment. He takes photos. We podcast with him. This is oh an original Nickelodeon cell <laughs> of Chucky from Rugrats. Um, shining light in the dark, which is what you help us do. Oh, so, yeah, so thank you, Kent. I don't know. You might get a little bit of color on you. Thank you guys. Oh, you have some glitter now, Kent. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was already overdressed, so, you know. That's right. I had to bring him down to our level a little bit. With some glitter. That's right. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. that's it, I that's guess. It. So, um, we're going to hang out after this and drink. I know it's a school night, and you guys have been sitting for a long time, so I understand if you run away, but um, I'll be around for drinks. Um, we don't have to leave super quickly. Uh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, just want to say I'm the um, www.thecheekychipmunk.com, and Jess? JessicaMello.com. That's just my name. So <laughs> check us out and say hi. Yes, definitely yes. talk to them. Thank you guys so much for them. doing this show. A lot of the when we when we started doing the show, it was very it was very hard for us to find an audience. Uh, we knew that there were people out there that were that had stories and wanted to relate to somebody and wanted to talk about it. Um, and it was it was difficult at first, but going on and finding QED and having people come in that we didn't even know, which is like. Kind of like the I dream. know that was super That's exciting really when we awesome. started getting regulars who weren't our friends beforehand. That gets really exciting. Yeah, it gets really <laughs> exciting, and uh, it's it's been really wonderful. And you know, one day we'll be back. Uh, don't worry about it. April is the April day we'll is be the back. Day we'll be back. <laughs> uh, so you know, it's not that morbid. Yeah. Till then. Till then, know? listen listen to the podcast. We're going to continue to put out weekly podcasts where we interview guests out in LA. Um, we're going to do live shows out there. Uh, Thebitchseatpodcast.com is where you can find it. Um, you can listen to it on iTunes, Google Play. Um, find us on Twitter at the at underscore bitch underscore seat. That's right. I remember. And um, I want to thank Chelsea Condren for uh, live tweeting. Chelsea, I have a journal for you, too. And Giancarlo Osaben for uh, taking video and pictures. I have a journal for you, too. Um, and by the way, Giancarlo has been photographing this show since it, it first started. And I wore this tutu in the first uh, promo photo shoot that we ever did. So it's getting a lot of good use out of it. And the last time I wore it, um, I, I was also naked because uh, I was at Burning Man. So... <laughs> Um, and I wore that like three episodes ago. You Two did. Thank ago. you. Yes. Um, so, so yes, thank you so much for being my audience. I love you all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, treasure what got you here. All right. Yes. That's it. That's it.
As always, I'm Paul. And we're from Juicy Reviews. We have a podcast where we like to talk and review movies, maybe bring on a wacky character from that movie, and always play some games. We like some games. I actually brought a clip, Paul. Wait, you brought a clip? I brought a clip. Can I listen? Yeah. I look mad young, right? Yeah, yeah. you look young in the movie, and... Uh, I don't doubt but a bunch of the young chicks at the movie. Oh, you know what? You know what? It's not illegal if you're a police officer. And, and, I believe that, And this yeah. is something I wanted to bring up since you're here. Sure. Tell us about all the hookups on set. Oh, my God. Who's Un- hooking up with who? Yeah. yeah. So, all right. So, like, there's, like, these, like, Asian girls in the movie. Right. They play, I, the twins, right? I triple kissed them. Okay, oh, a little triple kiss. Triple that way you didn't get confused if it was Rachel or Rebecca. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was like, oh, whatever, and I triple kissed them. Was and was that offset or on camera, or and they got cut out maybe? Or oh, uh, I didn't do it on camera for sure. Okay. I would never because I, you know, what I mean, that's I could get in a lot of trouble for that. They, I don't, I don't know how old they are. I could never tell with them. But uh, who else? Let me see. Cecily, the girl. Yeah, I chalked. I, I chalked her. You chalked her. What, <laughs> I chalked what is, her. What is chalking? That's when you kind of forcibly kiss someone. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!